each week at Town Crier Productions. I begin with a look at the week ahead, but this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement begins with a look back at several recent events and happenings in the area. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and every week I record a lot of meetings and sift through them to bring you information. That can take time, and in weeks where there are a lot of things are happening, sometimes it's hard to get to it all. So today we'll be skipping all over time and space in the hopes of building more community knowledge about what's happening. In today's show, development updates from the Pantops and the 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committees, a look at the Thomas Jefferson Solid Waste Report, and a quick roundup of timely information. Today's Patreon field shout-out is for the Rivanna Conservation Alliance. What are you doing on September 25th? That's the day that RCA staff and volunteers will spend the day at the second annual Rivanna River Roundup, a community watershed cleanup event. Last year, nearly a hundred people removed nearly 60 large bags of trash from waterways that feed into the Rivanna, as well as over 120 discarded tires. The Rivanna Conservation Alliance will also accept specific areas that you might want to clean up as part of the Roundup. More information, as well as registration, can be found at rivannariver.org. The seven-day average for new COVID cases in Virginia is now 3,452, according to data collected by the Virginia Department of Health, and the percent positivity rate is now 10.9%. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are 81 new cases reported today. Since September 8th, there have been three more fatalities reported in the district. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors will get an update from the Blue Ridge Health District on late Wednesday afternoon. The district sent out an informational email on Friday night. Since September 4th, 713 people have tested positive for COVID in our district. 96% of all these cases are the highly contagious Delta variant. As of September 4th, the Virginia Department of Health reports that 4.89 million Virginians were fully vaccinated as of that day. Here's something from the VDH website that breaks down cases by vaccination status. Of these people, 0.4% have developed COVID-19, 0.0017% have been hospitalized, and 0.0038% have died. More on this issue in the days to come. A motorcyclist struck a pedestrian walking on U.S. Route 250 near Hanson Road earlier this morning, killing the pedestrian on site. The person operating the motorcycle was taken to the University of Virginia Hospital. Albemarle Police sent out a release with the information this afternoon, but had not yet released the identity of the pedestrian or the motorcyclist. There have been six fatalities on public roadways in Albemarle this year. The Charlottesville Police Department has arrested an Albemarle County man in conjunction with an altercation and a shots fired incident on West Main Street on September 11th. According to a release, an officer witnessed a verbal disorder in the 1000 block of West Main Street. Two men were in an argument, and one of them shot into the windshield of the car the other was in. Roy Willard Gray of Albemarle has been charged with malicious wounding. Now, on to that time travel. 
The Pantops Community Advisory Committee got an update on development projects within their jurisdiction at their meeting on August 23rd. Let's go through them real quick. There is a new car wash building coming to the Pantop Shopping Center, according to Principal Planner Rachel Falkenstein. It's about a thousand uh, square feet. It's at the rear of the shopping center near where the Little Caesars used to be. A Hampton Inn on State Farm Boulevard is also under site plan review and is awaiting further information from the developer, meaning there is no timeline for when construction might begin. A lot of that is really on the applicant and the developer. When as soon as they can get their final easements recorded, we can approve it, but that can take weeks or months. It's just kind of okay. how motivated or how much in a hurry they are and how long it takes to get the signatures they need on those easements. The former Malloy Ford dealership will be replaced with another automotive showroom with a new 4,000-square-foot service building on the site. Still don't know who the end user is going to be, but it indicates it will continue to be an automobile dealer. There's another site plan in the initial stages for a new 1,500-square-foot automotive service facility in the southwest corner of the Pantops Corner development. And that's where the Wawa and the Holiday Inn Express and the storage facility development are on the north side of 250. There is also an initial site plan in the works for the South Pantops townhomes on a property that had previously had a project called the Vistas at South Pantops that was later withdrawn. And this project is proposing 40 single-family attached townhomes, which would be a density of about three units an acre. There's also a proposed hotel in an undeveloped part of the Rivanna Ridge Shopping Center that would require a rezoning. A community meeting was held for this project this past January. Applicant has since gone through two reviews with staff when the last review was completed in May. And there were still some outstanding questions and comments from the reviewers. And uh, it sounds like it's the reviewers understanding that the applicant does intend to resubmit for a third review. At this time, we don't have any public hearings scheduled with the Planning Commission. The Pantop CAC had requested that the application come back to them as part of the review of the third plan, but there is no obligation for them to do so. One member of the CAC asked if there was a way they could attract a hardware store to Pantops. Falkenstein said she would be on the lookout. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and we'll be back in just a second with more development news. In today's second subscriber-fueled public service announcement, lovers of used books rejoice. The Friends of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library will resume the tradition of their annual fall book sale this October 2nd through October 10th at a new location. The Friends of the Library sale will take place at Albemarle Square Shopping Center from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day. Half price days on October 9th and October 10th. Questions? Visit jmrlfriends.org for more information. Now back to more development information. On January 19th, the 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committee held their monthly meeting. They also got an update on projects under review from planner Tori Canalopoulos. 
a major mixed-use project at the intersection of Old Lynchburg Road and 5th Street Extended, is called the Albemarle Business Campus. This was approved with a rezoning to neighborhood model district, so mixed-use, um, and it's kind of split um, into two main sections by this part of Old Lynchburg Road, um, and it's across from the county office building at 5th Street. Included in the project is a 130,000-square-foot self-storage and restaurant. There's also a site plan for 128 apartment units across five three-story buildings. Another recent rezoning was for over five dozen homes at Galaxy Farm, between Route 20 and Avon Street Extended. This was to the planned residential district zoning. So the rezoning allows um, up to 65 units, which is what they are proposing. Also nearby is Avon Park 2, next to Avon Park, along Avon Street Extended. For the 28 townhouses um, and then the two existing houses to remain. On Wednesday, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors will get a preview of the Southwood redevelopment that was organized by Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville. Supervisors approved the rezoning in August of 2019. There are several site plans under review. Um, Just noting the site plans are in this phase one um, rezoning area uh, adjacent to the existing Southwood neighborhood. Habitat is working with the Piedmont Housing Alliance, Southern Development, and Atlantic Builders to construct the 335 units in the first phase. Canalopolis also had an update on the Granger property, a 69-acre property south of the Fontaine Research Park. Earlier this year, Riverbend Development submitted a subdivision request to create 73 lots for single-family homes on the property, utilizing existing zoning. The preliminary plat was denied. Um, So just a quick overview of review process. That doesn't mean it can't actually happen or ever get built. In this case, reviewers across all levels of county staff still have a lot of outlying questions before they can sign off. These include the Virginia Department of Transportation, Fire and Rescue, Stormwater, and other departments. The Southern and Western Urban Neighborhoods Master Plan calls for a Sunset Fontaine connector road, but there are no active plans for it to go forward due to high costs and the likelihood of the Granger property developing by right. One CAC member observed that there were a lot of developments in the area. Here's David Storm. We're reaching sort of a tipping point here that that our neighborhoods um, in this part of the county, in the northern part of the county, in the western part of the county are all very popular destinations for people um, and people with families. Storm said school capacity is an issue, with trailers being built at Mountain View Elementary to accommodate overcrowding. He predicted tough decisions ahead about how to pay for all of these capital projects. There may be, you know, have to be a look at, at what the tax rate is if we're going to want to provide the services. Supervisor Donna Price of the Scottsville Magisterial District told the CAC she felt consideration of an increase in the tax rate is on the table. We do have a lot of things we get done. And as a rapidly developing county, You know, we're not the rural county. We're not um, Nelson County. Scottsville District has almost as many people as Nelson County in its entirety. In the second quarter of 2021, 45% of the building permits issued in Albemarle were in the Scottsville District. 
When you look at the certificates of occupancy, the Whitehall District led the way with 36% of the 156 units cleared to be lived in, with 28% in Scottsville. To conclude today's meeting, a quick item from the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission from September 2nd, 2021. Hey, we're closer to today's date, at least. In any case, one of the items was a review of a draft solid waste report that the TJPDC will send to the Virginia Department of Environmental Quality in October. Sharice Franklin is a planner with TJPDC. The solid waste and recycling plan for our region consists of Albemarle, Charlottesville, Nelson County works with the Planning District Commission around Lynchburg, and Louisa County manages and maintains their own municipal landfill. Solid waste planning units have to submit a plan every five years. The plan aims to address regional collaboration on how the region reduces, reuses, and recycles. Um, We also, within this plan, want to encourage education around those things. Every year, the TJPDC submits a recycling rate report to the DEQ. We have to um, make sure that we're over 25% in our recycling rate. This year, we haven't received our final result um, from the DEQ. Um, When I sent it, I believe we are at 43, but it depends on what they give the final say um, what we actually are. Interested in specific parts of this plan? Section 2.5 deals with markets for the reuse and recycling of materials. Section 3 reviews all of the landfills in the community that are now closed. Section 4.1 projects how much waste is expected to be generated by 2045. Section 4.4 explains how that recycling rate is calculated. Franklin said she needed to add additional data to the plan before it will be completed. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission's Board of Directors will take another look in October. And that's it for this catch-up edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back in the very near future with another catch-up edition. Hope to get one more out before the onslaught of news that's happening this week. Uh, You might have seen the week ahead. Uh, Tomorrow is a lot of meetings, and it might take me a little bit to get to them. Uh, In the meantime, there are other news sources. I definitely want to just, let me just remind you, I'm, I'm not in this to run everything or to write about everything. You've got the Daily Progress. You've got Charlottesville tomorrow, NBC 29, CBS 19, Seville Weekly. Uh, There's others. I'm sure that I'm forgetting some, and that's not meant to be an oversight. I just do this part off the top of my head. But what this outlet is for is to try to bring a lot of these things together with an emphasis on all of these various plans and what's happening in local government. And of course, uh, to do that, I have started a business, Town Crier Productions, as I said. And there are many ways uh, to help fund that, support that. Um, The one I'm going to say right now, of course, is to subscribe through the Substack. Uh, At $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year, the company Ting will match your contribution, which is fantastic because it means, um, uh, well, it's just really good and it just helps me keep going with this. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I really do hope that you will continue to stay safe and you will continue to be interested and keep asking questions and uh, keep listening for the answers. They might not be good answers, but, you know, questions and answers, that's how we get through things. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow.